Hi, I'm Allison Bramlett. Thanks for joining me on my podcast today. Please make sure and subscribe and share with your friends and family. And just remember, we are better together. The best is yet to come. And today, we're going to be talking about relationships. So if you're too busy for relationships, then you're just too busy, period. God wants us to learn how to love, and we need friends. It says in the Word that iron sharpens iron. So I'm going to talk to you today about the importance of being a friend and having friends. You know, it's amazing to me how we will think we have ride or dies, and then when something goes wrong in life, you can look around and see that there's only normally a few standing with you that are waiting to say, I believe the best in you. Man, you may have fallen flat on your face, but I'm here to pick you up. It's those people that when you do something that seems a little bit out of your character and they have to maybe come bail you out, that they look at you and say, that's not really who you are. I know that there's greater things coming for your life through you and in you, and I'm here to support that. Those are iron friends. You know, those are the friends that love at all times. So what are some reasons for having friends? Well, we know that they help us have growth. They sharpen each other. They're the people that tell us the ugly truth, even when we don't want to hear it. You know, the ones that are like, there's something in your teeth. That dress makes you look fat. Those pants are horrible. I remember one Sunday, my dad was preaching, and my dad's 6'6", and he's this big, tall teddy bear, and um, he had gotten some dress pants. And after church, one of his dear, close iron friends was like, Gregory, don't ever wear those pants again. You look like a clown in them. Well, that's an iron friend. That's someone that's willing to say to you, hey, guess what? I want to sharpen you and help you grow. I'm going to tell you the ugly truth. But they also, they encourage you for spiritual growth. They help us and encourage us, and actually they, they cheer us on when life seems hard. They're there for our healing. You know that they're safe places. In James 5.16, it says that when we have someone that we can talk to and share our life with and our secrets and those hurt things in our life, that that's where some real healing takes place. So I believe friends help you live longer and live healthier. They're a place where you can come and reveal your brokenness and them still see the very best in you. They're emotional support. You need those MVPs with you, those that are willing to help you carry your burdens, those that are willing to fight for you, stand in faith for you. Those emotional support that when you're crying, they'll cry with you, they'll laugh with you, and um, they make sure that you don't get out of the game. See, I believe the only way that we can get out of the game of life is when we bench ourselves. You know, you're God's most valuable player. You're his favorite one. He wants you running the ball. You are the one that he is cheering on. And the only time I believe we get on the bench is because we put ourselves on it. And we want those friends that are cheering us on. Not the people in the stands. Not the ones that are going to criticize us when we do something wrong and then cheer for us when we have the home run. I call them the fickle friends. But those that are going to say, hey, the next play we're going to make together. We need them for fun. It is great to have people that can cheer and laugh and hang out with you, go on vacations with you, go out to eat. I believe that the Lord meant for us to have fun together. Who are those people that make you laugh? They help you have team dreams, you know, things that are bigger than things that you can do on your own. My husband calls them power partners. 
He says, babe, I can only go far, so far alone, but then when I can partner with somebody, we can go further. It makes me think of even like how when you go to pull a heavy load, how there would be ox and we would yoke up, the oxes would yoke up. Well, one ox can do great, but two oxes can do amazing things. And as you build a team of oxes, they'll take turn who's in the lead, who's having to do the most work because together we are better. So can I get friends like that? Can I bleed for that kind of friend? Am I that kind of friend? I believe we can start here and go anywhere. And if we follow the golden rule, like my mama says, you know, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Do unto others as you want to have them do unto you. Those things that help us. And if we show ourselves friendly, then we're going to have friends. So how do I have these great relationships? Well, you know what? You have to be intentional. You have to invest time in those relationships. Friendships are not accidental, but they are intentional. And they're not cheap. They cost you time and energy, and you have to show up. I believe it's very important that when we're with our friends or with other people, that we actually listen from heart to heart to what they're saying, that we are a safe place for them, a place that cheers for them, a place that encourages them, and a place, like we said earlier, that they can cry with, laugh with, and then I believe that they're going to be that for us too. See, I don't want to wait for that type of friend. I want to go ahead and be that type of friend. So what can I do? I can invest my time, but also, like I said earlier, be present. In Philippians 2.4, it talks about uh, showing itself up. It says, acquaintances show up when they need something. Friends just show up. That means they're there even when they don't need anything. They're there just to look at you, to hold your hand. You know, many years ago, my husband and I, if you've ever read our blogs or listened to our testimony, we had a messy marriage, and God has made a beautiful message out of it. But I had friends that just showed up and sat there with us, held us when we cried, were disappointed, cheered us on, spoke the Word of God over us, believed the best in us, and they were interested in us rather than themselves. They were invested in us. I'm so thankful today for those friends, and I'm believing today that I've been that friend to other people. So when you walk into a room, church, or maybe an event or office, and you wonder, what is everyone doing? Maybe you even hear voices and think everyone's talking about you. Maybe you feel like you're being left out. I want you to go ahead and invest yourself. Go ahead and be friendly. Go Make time. Connect. Ask someone to dinner. Show up for people. It's hard to get together if you're not there. And I believe that one of the greatest things we can do is make time. Time, to me, is how we spell love. Now, I am so thankful that someone tells me that they love me. And gifts are great, and words are phenomenal. But you know what? I'm so thankful for the present of presence. So what else can we do? Well, we can trust. Proverbs 26 says, Many people claim to be a friend, but it is rare to find someone trustworthy. You have to build trust. Also, Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times. That means when you're sick, when you're irritable, when you do stupid things, when you're mean. Well, you know, when you act like you, the you you don't want to be, the not the real you that God's created you to be, and they stick around anyway. That is the greatest ability to have someone to know that they're dependable, that you know they're going to be loyal to you. And I believe loyalty is a lost word. That means I'm sticking beside you. We're in this together. Loyal puts someone else over our own self-desire. It is the opposite of self-centeredness. 
And I believe today loyalty is something that we need to practice in our churches, in our marriages, in our friendships, even on our job with our children. It's a great thing to teach the characteristic of loyalty. Proverbs 19.22 says, Loyalty makes a person attractive. So if you think you need to look better, I'll tell you this, become loyal and you'll see that it changes the way people perceive you and how you're seen. I believe family should do this naturally, that we should be loyal to each other. You know how Mama Berry is. You can mess with her a little bit, mess with other people, but you mess with her bear cubs, you always hear, I'm going to get the Mama Bear. I believe that's what loyalty is saying. When you mess with someone else, you're messing with me. And isn't that amazing? Isn't that what the Word of God says? Is greater love has no one than he that lays down his life for someone else. Which that means is I'm giving up my self-centeredness, my self-desires to help you achieve what God's calling for you. It makes you a safe place. It makes you love in action. 1 Corinthians 13 says, If you love someone, you will be loyal to them no matter what the cost. You will always believe the best and always stand your ground in defending them. Man, isn't that hard to believe? It also talks about we don't keep a record of wrongs. So that means you're going to stand up for someone, even when they've made mistakes, even when there are things that's going on, because you're going to say, we're going to do this together. And you're going to speak the truth and be like, that was a wrong decision, but I know it's not who you really are. And we help each other through our broken places. And broken places can make beautiful things. There is a place for healing, a place for safety, and that is empower partnerships. And we need to hear with our heart. You can't love people without listening. And for people with ADD or ADHD, probably like me, sometimes I have to work at hearing. Hearing with empathy, taking time to slow down, I will become the busy bee. Even with my children growing up, I would remember how I would be cooking and cleaning and trying to play with them and take care of the animals and waiting on my husband to get home and ready to go to a ball game or a basketball game or a practice and all these different things. And everyone would be talking, but I don't know that I was listening. I, sometimes I think I was surviving. But I had to learn to listen, to hear what they were really saying and listen to my children's heart, listen to my husband's heart, listen to my friend's heart. And we must speak heart to heart and not hurt to hurt. Many times we speak out of our hurts and our offenses and our disappointments and our past relationships. You know, I believe however you leave something is how you go into the next thing unless you get some heart healing. James 1.19 says, If you have an anger problem, it is because you are quick to speak and don't know how to listen. So just because you hear something does not mean you are listening. And I can tell you, when I didn't listen well, I reacted wrong. I didn't respond how I wanted to. I would have a quick reaction. So don't try to fix things. Just listen. Take it into your heart. It's okay to be quiet for a moment. And for me, that's like a miracle. And I believe one other thing we can do is love anyway. Overlook and accept each other's shortcomings and faults. Ooh, I can't even say it. Flaws and faults. Yeah, because it's hard to do. It's hard to overlook someone else's shortcomings. Now, I want people to overlook mine, but when someone does something with us and then they come to you and they say, man, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's hard to get over those things. But that's when we have to go ahead and love anyway. Accept each other. Approval and acceptance are not the same thing. 
Just because I accept someone doesn't mean I always approve of how they've acted or the decisions they've made or the things that have taken place, but I can accept that it's going to be okay. I can accept that hurting people hurt people. So any time that I've acted out, it's normally because there's a hurt inside of me. And I know probably for you, you know these situations. You've had your own moments. Friends, kids, spouses, they have things that bother them and bug you and bug them. And they may never change. So we have to decide to accept. Let love cover or we can be frustrated the rest of our lives. How many of you know that like someone puts up a glass with it looking toward the top of the cabinet, someone else puts it down toward the bottom, someone squeezes the toothpaste from the middle, someone squeezes it from the back. And those type things can irritate us so bad. Maybe it's about the commode seat. Maybe it's about the music in the car, the air conditioner. But really, a hundred years from now, even next week, are those things really going to matter? They're not. So we don't want to let those frustrations be the focus. We want to focus on the treasure and look over the trash. I believe that there's treasure in all of us and there's trash. And my daughter, when she was about 12 years old, she said, Hey, Mom, I think it's way more fun to be a treasure hunter than a trash inspector. I believe that we can look for the gold in each other and find that treasure. Overlooking a person's faults cultivates love, but nagging destroys friendships. So all marriages, relationships, friendships, jobs go through bumps, some ditches, some go over cliffs. But power partners let you know there is a light at the end of the tunnel. They're committed to you, your kids, your marriage, your church, your dreams, and they are pulling for you and not against you. They celebrate your comebacks. They actually cheer on your comebacks. And they don't kick you when you're down. And they don't talk about you. They actually pick you up. They say, hey, let's get out of the mud together. You will celebrate wins together, and you'll share losses. Many celebrations are on the other side of our frustrations. Yeah, the losses, financial, death, sickness, disappointments, but walking each other out of pain. You can, how do you do this? You can send a text when you're hurting or give a call. Sometimes we don't know where life is taking us, but we can know who is going with us, and that's Jesus. And if I let the Holy Spirit lead me, and when I think of someone's name or something comes into my heart or comes across my mind, if I'll just send them a text, give them a call, maybe drop by, let them know I'm with them today. Go ahead and be that friend. I challenge you to be that power partner. Dig deep and ask yourself today, who would you call? And who would call you? Do you have deep friendships? Do you want them? Did you know in Proverbs 27, 17, it says that iron sharpens iron. That means we can bring out the best in each other. True friends don't lie to each other, and they don't lie about ourselves or anyone else. They build up your soul and are refreshing to your spirit. They help you to grow. They push you to your purpose. They laugh and they cry with you. They help you see bigger and better. They help you stand in the fire. They don't leave you. They lift you up and continually refocus you on heaven. Makes me think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel and the crew. In the Bible, how they went in into a completely different culture. They were taken from their homes. And they go into this place and they make this bond, this friendship. And when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they go into the fire together. And they go ahead and they trust God. They come out and they're cheering each other on and they don't even smell like smoke. None of their clothes are burnt. Why? Because they were power partners. They decided 
to be the best and to think the best of each other. So today, go ahead and choose. People are fickle. It's hard to get along with everyone. Go ahead and know, hey, I'm hard to get along with. But make the choice to see the best in someone. Make the choice to go ahead and take on the challenge of being a close friend. I want to encourage you that I do believe the best is yet to come, but we are better together. And today, as you're thinking and driving and riding around, ask yourself, who are the people that have made such a difference in your life? Who are the people that believed in you when you didn't really believe in yourself? Maybe a teacher, maybe a grandmother, maybe an aunt, maybe just someone that you really didn't know, the mailman. I have a great friend, Cheryl Salem, who I love so much, and she's like a spiritual mom to me. And there's a story that she tells you, and she was Miss America in 1980. But for many years, Cheryl was abused, she was brought up, had some things going on in her life. She would wear just a little flower sack dress. She was from Choteau County, Mississippi, and I don't even know if I said that right. But every day that mailman that came to see her, would, she'd walk out and she'd be in that little flower sack dress and he'd say, well, hello, Miss America. And he was a power partner. He prophesied the future for her. He spoke life over her. He did not see her where she was. He saw her in her future. And that's what real power partners do. That's what real iron friends do. They see us in our future. They have a vision that we can better, be better than we are today and that the best is yet to come. So think about those people. Maybe send them a thank you text. Maybe let them know you're so glad they did not give up on you. Let them know that you're not going to stop. You're not going to quit. And then be that person to someone else because we are better together.